Hi, I'm Mark Lopez. And I'm Thomas Ouellette. And this is The Power of Four. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing pretty good, buddy. How you doing? doing I'm doing all right. Doing all right. We, we went to Disney yesterday. We did, we did. And I think you just hate me even more now. That's true. <laughs> You've reached levels that I thought previously were not possible. <laughs> Uh, we went to Disney and uh, went to three parks. We were super tired. We're super tired now. Um, a little bit, yeah. But uh, I think uh, we'll be we'll be okay. Um, anything else going on though in your week? Because I only saw you yesterday. I don't know how the rest of the week was for you. Uh, no, I think it was pretty fine. But uh, you know, for well, let me let me explain for those who are listening <laughs> what happened with Mark yesterday. So there's four of us. Okay. <laughs> we, were, we were we were waiting in line for some roller coasters or whatever. And while we were in line, we had to pass the time. So I was like, okay, let's play a, let's play like a game where someone says a word, right. the next person says another word, and right. we have to make a story. Right. And so it was like, you know, Mark, start. <laughs> he would he would say the stupidest. <laughs> even even now, even now remembering it. it my favorite, my favorite was when I I went. Um, you said oh, you said. Uh, they started with Jack Sparrow's... Jack Sparrow's friends. Friends. And then I said Gibbs, because Gibbs is the guy, is his friend in the movie. And then Thomas just like, G- Gibbs? Gibbs? <laughs> I just, just remember, just, like, just my eyes. Friends, friends. And I was like, no, 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 it could work. Semicolon You can't put Gibbs. a semicolon, semicolon there. That's Gibbs, not right. David no, Daniel. <laughs> no, you can't do that. And see, it's just, it was that the entire day. <laughs> I loved it. From just a diss track marathon of songs in high school right inside his conglomerate of a bedroom to one of the most respected and well-liked music acts of Central Florida, Carlos Cortez is a mystery. But in that mystery lies a kid from small Linwood, Washington, a friend, a colleague, music lover, anime specialist. He's just a regular guy who was nothing short of a stabbing. This is Carlito. Thinking for my nappy snapping, footy grabbing, effervescent niggas. The ones with lady fingers that never pull the trigger because they scared of guns and violent shit. Obsessed with the color violet spit and idly sit to wait. The patient ones waiting next to the patient, son in the ICU, but daddy always sees So today we are going to talk about one of the greatest up and coming rappers in history. But since we couldn't get him, yeah, Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was to be the most melancholy thing I've ever heard. And then he hit him with that. I didn't even see it coming. Yeah, me. I didn't see that. It's <laughs> coming, man. Came over there on the spot. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. Can I curse? No, you can't. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say minor bad words. You know how there's That's the perfect. league of bad words? That's perfect. And there's just the, the what is it, the 12 things you can't say on television? Yeah. Is that that comedy Whoa, skit? What the heck? Or the seven things you can't say on <laughs> That's a famous ah. comedy set. Yeah, he took over. I can't. I don't even know what to do now. The league of bad words. He took over. I don't know what to do. The sinister six. Sinister six of bad words, but yeah. there's twelve of them. Yeah. All right, so, so Carlos, tell us. Tell when, us who you are. Who, yeah. whole, who right. are you, yeah. Carlos Cortez? I'm Carlos. Uh, my pen name stage name stage name pen name also my pen name is carlito there you go uh carlito the griot where'd you get that name from it's just my childhood nickname carlito like but like who called you that 
I everyone in my childhood. It's because I was I, there's like three Carloses in my family. Ah, gotcha. And so mm. I I became Carlitos when I was the young one. And then I grew up, and I'm still Carlitos, or like Carlos. And you like, said Carlito Grillo, so then where did the Grillo yeah, Carlo come Grillo? It's because I made a mixtape called Grillo, oh, okay. and so people just say, it was Carlitos Grillo. I'm like, what I don't is, know where you got that what, from. What does Grillo mean? Grillo, it's the earliest form of storytellers dating mm. back in West Africa. You know this. We all had theater together. Yes. But the I people listening may not know. I bet yeah. the people listening to this may have not had theater with us. That's true. There's or, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a pretty yeah. good chance they didn't have theater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just going to say that right now. Oh, yeah. Um, no, and then as the Grio uh, traveled west eastward, it became the Asmari. Yeah, you're right, Eastwood. So yeah. what were you, Carlito Grillo Asmari? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Carlito Grillo Asmari is my full name. <laughs> mm. um, but no, let's go back, let's go back. So I actually don't know this, so I actually want to know this. So music was, sorry, it was the 407. It was you, yeah. Ivan, and Josh. And Cyrus. And Cyrus. Did you, did you, were you the first one to do the diss track? Because someone did one. And then you, did you backfire? Or did, was that no. somebody else? What initially happened was, it started at home. My little brother and I made diss tracks for each other. <laughs> and so... No, I remember your diss track for Cyrus. Yeah, no. And so <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, we can make songs now. Like, my friends can't hop on these beats like me. And okay. so, of course, my initial thing went to Cyrus. He's one of my earliest friends. And like, probably like musically, he's always been like a rival mm-hmm. and so yeah a rival <laughs> and I, just, I just live in an anime at this point <laughs> but um and so like it was like i just hit up cyrus and like yo you can't rap like me you weak saw son and so i made a diss track about him and they were like the weakest disses but it was just so like aesthetically appealing you know what i'm saying to like like audibly appealing to the ears that people just liked it, and then Cyrus was like gassing himself up with dit with like, I'm I'm gonna make an even better diss track. You finna cry, like actually cry, <laughs> and like, when he came out with the most gaga diss track of all time. <laughs> I remember, I remember, you remember that? I remember in your diss track for Cyrus in the background, you're like, Cyrus. Cyrus <laughs> I was yeah, Cyrus. I was thinking his name. <laughs> okay, so then when, why was the four hundred seven a thing? Because I and why did you, you. why that name? Mark yeah. asked you questions. You, yeah, no, the answer is for you. I didn't know. No, 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 no. I didn't know. I didn't know because yeah. I didn't ask. You didn't ask for that, but we it was supplementary towards the yeah, lo- the master plan. Because I remember plan. you guys getting together and then <laughs> what? What? No, you remember? Yo, you remember? And no, like everybody, stop. What do you want to say? To me? <laughs> no. What do you want to say to me? Carlos, now? Carlos, used this is my word. first time calling you out. No, no, Carlos used the word supplementary, and I'm not sure if he used it. <laughs> it was supplementary to the last plan. It was extra. Here, wait. Okay. You, know, you guys keep talking. I want to find. I had a conversation with Carlos <laughs> over text. And, oh, me? No, no, it was with Carlos. It was Carlos. Oh. <laughs> And because this is the thing, Mark, sometimes you use words you don't understand, and it's easy to tell because you kind of don't believe that you're like, you just, but, but Carlos, I don't do that a lot. Carlos uses words he doesn't understand, but he's so confident with it that I can't tell if, he's, if he doesn't know what he's saying. Because I, I genuinely think that's what supplementary means extra. Like, it's an addition to. Okay. 
Yeah. You guys, you guys keep talking. I'll see if I can find. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So actually, let's, let's there's been many cases where I text you and you're just like, what. What did you just say? <laughs> yeah. Let's be past that. Let's be past that. Okay. Yeah. So you you do the diss tracks. Four hundred seven yeah. becomes a thing. Yes. It's you, Cyrus, Ivan, Joshua. Um, you guys do songs together in school. Uh, talk of the town. Um, you stay as a four hundred seven during the summer. People off to college. So now you're in college. Yeah. But you're still doing music. Yeah. So the four hundred seven is on a very fast hiatus, but. You're doing yeah. music now. But it's now just you. So what's what's going on here? Oh. Why did you go on? Why did you just keep going? Uh, I kept going because um, it felt like a form of, like, therapy. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. Not to be, like, like voyeuristic, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like to have I'm my business. Slide. I'm going to let them slide. <laughs> just to I'm let slide. everybody know, yeah. the moment me and... The moment he said that, both me and Carlos looked at Tom. <laughs> not, it's not like in a voyeuristic sense where I like people knowing my business, but it's more so like, it's just me and the music. I understand. And I understand. it's all like a diary. I understand. So, what made you decide to make the first album, which is Creo? Because uh, we, let, actually, let's start with the first single, which was, which was what? Which was what? I Still Think About You. So that was that was the first single. Yeah, that was the first one. Would you like to get into that, or do you just want to kind of like just? It, it doesn't have to be. You can just say like. Yeah. It's just like a loosely based on like a high school girlfriend. Yeah. So was that was that an easy song to write? I mean, I'd never I'd never experienced any bout with like love before. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I barely even talk to girls. Lucky you. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was an experience. Mm-hmm. Like I like, as far as everyone has a coming of age story. As far as my coming of age story, that's the start. Mm-hmm. You know, and that really hit off like pretty quickly. I yeah. No. That. Yeah, it's like so you a bunch of plays. You make. I still think about you. You make Griot. Griot yeah. came out October? D- uh, December. December? Yeah. Oh, snap. Uh, were you starting to do gigs before this or after? No, way after. Way after? Yeah, like almost a year after. Okay. Like, like I would say three-fourths of a year. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow, that's actually it's pretty big for Pretty big part of your life. <laughs> 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 I don't know if you're serious or not. Three fourths of a year? Isn't that just nine months? Did you hear him though? Did you hear him though? In a, oh, he, was, he was trying to say far. That was like he went. He went. That was. <laughs> Like Your semi cynical like tone. Can we can we redo this? So, Mark, ask Carlos the question. Of course. Carlos, what is your favorite anime of all time? 
All right. Of all time, mm-hmm. it has to be mm-hmm. Gurren Lagann. That's a good one. It's a great anime. Can you say that one more time for the audience? Gurren Lagann. It's mm-hmm. a wonderful story about uh, the stars, energy, willpower, and fighting spirit. Yeah. I have a, it's a pretty quick one, too. It's, it's quick. It's 24 episodes for 20 yeah. minutes each. I feel quick animes are underrated. Like, everyone stands Naruto, but they were in, like, the war arc for a solid five years. Mm-hmm. And Masashi Kishimoto didn't have to drag it on for five years because there was a solid year. We were just watching Tsukiyomi Dreams. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just Tsukiyomi Dreams. I, I remember that, yeah. Like, dude, we had an episode about Kiba, and we had no reason to have an episode about Kiba. Yeah. Well, no one cares about the, Kiba. The final... I remember in the game for Ninja Storm 3. Yeah, for the record, I don't really watch a lot of anime. But I liked the, the Naruto games. Mm-hmm. And the third one came out in 2012. And that ends at the end of the war arc. Which, yeah. which So 2012, and the war arc ended in 2018. Yeah. So that's six years yeah. of one part. It's nuts. It was terrible. Bad writing. Terrible writing, dude. Masashi Kishimoto, he, he literally fell off in that exact moment. Mm. Now, like, I, wa- I, I read the manga for Boruto, which is the sequel. The manga's great. It's, this, it's a slice-of-life anime, and no one wants a slice-of-life anime about ninjas. <laughs> like, really? You got ninjas, and you got them doing groceries? That's true. <laughs> is there true. any ones you're watching right now? That Currently... Uh, I haven't finished part four of JoJo's. We should. Uh, Fuzi really that's, wants that's okay. me. That's okay. He's over here yelling at me because yeah. I haven't even. He's, Mark is Mark got through like not even the first episode. Of no, part three. I got past part one, part two. I'm at three. No, part three, the first episode of part three. We watched it together. Not the whole thing. Oh, we did watch the whole thing. Never mind. I'm incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> but no, currently I'm still on three. It's uh, I guess. Four of a Kind isn't really an anime. It's Japanese, but it's not an anime. It's more just uh. Japanese television. You have a favorite anime movie? I feel like listening back to this conversation, I'm going to hate it completely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I try to talk to you, but I cannot say nothing. No, I cannot say nothing. Brandon, it's like the idea of making a song in the third person. No, not in the third person. Ah, uh, dude, Brandon, because yeah, he said that. Stupid. I was like, I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> you're about to, you about to roast me. I I, this whole podcast is just was, wait, Thomas was, waiting to roast me for something. It's, it's literally that okay. Is. It's about me taking. <laughs> Taking the personality aspects of someone that I know and love and applying them to song. And so if Brandon himself as a human being was a song, it'd be Brandon. Yeah. You're about to make friends. You're going to make the second album. Yeah. But then you decide not to. Yeah. I became really dissatisfied with my work and myself. Why? Uh, I was becoming surrounded by... 
a new crowd of people. Mm-hmm. Like, this is when we got started with Digital Ego, which was, this is like an internet collective that I'm a part of. And um, I was surrounded by like Greg and Jew and, and Absolute and... They were making music that was like at a way different level from what I was making. Mm -hmm. And so I had listened to the songs that I had made and the album was done like in a couple months. But I was just so very dissatisfied with myself. Like, how can I compare myself to these people? Like looking at the caliber of what they make. You can't compare yourself or you're different. So did that affect like your music? Like music sound, whenever did you? How, oh how yeah, did you it hundred percent did. Like, did, was that? Did it, did you think it was better, or did you think it was just it was worse? It big. I felt like my writing was at its worst point. Like we had made IOK one before this, me and Cyrus, and mm-hmm. like that was a peak in writing. Well, what is IOK one? It's a uh, an EP that me and Cyrus made together in the winter, and we released it in like February, oh. and um. It it's SoundCloud specific. Like I just wanted, uh, he just, and I just wanted to, just to make, something. make something together, and it was amazing. So we're at, we're at that point. We okay. have your biggest. I thought it was your biggest gig. I don't know. If it was I can't really say that. The most important was you, the nineteenth, December nineteenth. Yeah. Okay. That was um, the most important. I had that night, and looking in the long run, that was a culmination, and everything that happened after that night was okay. like. But why was it nice so important? Tell us exactly. Yeah, right. So tell us so like, how your day was that day. That day, I was like near a panic attack all day. <laughs> like it was nuts because the night before, let me start like twenty four hours before the gig. Alejandro announces to me that I will not be able to perform. I'm at his house. We are going to like the goal is to pull an all nighter and learn how to use Ableton Live <laughs> because we had gotten a, what's Ableton? What's Ableton Live? It's a production software. Oh, okay. It's what. It's it's. One of our favorite producer artists utilizes it and he utilizes it to the point where the workflow on Ableton is so fluid, especially with third party interest instruments. Uh-huh. And uh, is, it re- is it hard to use? No, it's not at all. It even, it's at the point. It's so easy that they give you descriptions when you hover over things. This uh, podcast is brought to you by Ableton. I wake up at like five in the morning. Right? The next day, the day of the show. And I'm getting all my stuff prepared. I go over to Alejandro's house in the morning. I pick up the SP404, which is our modular Roland sampler that we utilize to play all of our music. Was that, is that, was that the thing you were holding? Yes, that was oh, the thing okay. I was holding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I pick up the SP404. I practice all morning and all evening because, fun fact, I can't multitask. <laughs> That's my Hamarsha. Like, <laughs> I do that just to look at your face. I hope you know that. <laughs> That's my fatal is, flaw. So, okay, so what is, what is Hamarsha? Hamarsha, it's in in Greek tragic, in Greek tragedy. The tragic hero has the fatal flaw, and that's the Hamarsha. That's the word for the fatal flaw. Okay. Like in Antigone, her fatal flaw is her stubbornness. Okay. And so. Gotcha. Yeah, that's my fatal flaw. I can't multitask. And therefore, playing instruments and singing and rapping and remembering music at the same time just doesn't mix. That's why I carry a book with me when I performed. And so, for the first time, I couldn't have my book, which is kind of like a security blanket. And I had to press buttons by myself. Uh, 
As the night goes on, I'm like freaking out. And by this time it's like five o'clock and I'm like, oh, we got to get to this place. But if I drive right now, I'm either going to like have like insane road rage because I'm be driving on I-4 or I'm going to have like a panic attack on the way there and like crash. And so I call Chris Hernandez and like, Chris, I'm freaking out. Can you can you take me to this gig? I don't trust myself to drive. And he says, no, of course I got you. And so Chris, being the sweetheart that he is, he <laughs> brought me some tea and drove to the gig. And the meme is that Chris is the worst driver of all time. <laughs> but for that day, he pulled up and he drove on I-4, which he's never driver. driven on before. Wow, what a cool guy. Yeah, what a great guy for that, you know. We get to the venue and the first couple people are up. I'm sitting at the bar, drinking a water, and I'm like freaking out. All my friends come everybody's there, you know, mm-hmm. I would have to say like th- three fourths of the crowd was there for me. And, um, they were all my real friends. And so they knew these like significance of this day in my life. And so come, I'm about to perform. I perform, uh, it's the best set I'd ever performed. I perform a new song and uh, I've only played like one other time. Uh, I do a message about domestic violence. And yeah, that that night I also ask out a girl that eventually became my girlfriend, my first love. Uh, I cry on stage for the first time. Um, yeah, and, and I also take my shirt off for the last time. <laughs> This is our first song. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Hit it, Alan. Mama's like one of the two salvageable songs that I got out of that second album slash mixtape. Uh, it was Battle and then there was Mama. And so we just made the head-ass collection out of the two of those. And uh, Mama is about the time I was talking to a girl who I'm now very good friends with. Um, and... Uh, she just she told she shut me down and she was just like I don't I just want to stay friends, and I was really involved. And my I was in it I was in the thick of it and so, I went home, and uh, I was just silent, and my mom like knew something was wrong, and so, like the song is literally like the conversation my mom had with me, and like. I I wouldn't cry and so she did, which was, which was nice. And so my that's my mom's favorite song because that's a true story, I guess. Okay, Tokyo Detention. What's that? Go. Uh, it's my lo-fi hip hop duo, 
as aforementioned, they're the people we are. This is the thing I gig with specifically. I used to gig by myself at like house parties with my solo music, but like I've felt immense comfort and um, artistic growth by forming a duo with Alejandro. Alejandro utilizes the SP as well as a plethora of other instruments in our sets. And honestly, I've never felt better. How'd you like, meet him? How'd I meet him? About a year and a half ago or two years ago now. I've known Alejandro low-key because we were mutual friends. But we just got into a kick chat with our friends Andy and Chris. And Alejandro's just like, I want to make beats for someone. And I was just like, hi, I'm Carlos. I rap. And he's like, I know that. Because you know Alejandro. He doesn't say, oh, okay. He says, I know that. And, uh, yeah, we've been good friends and partners ever since. Um, I'm Carlos. Carlos Cortez. Uh, I'm the vocalist and lyricist for Tokyo Detention. We are gigging constantly. I have like three gigs this month alone. I'll be writing. I'm going to start writing soon for CFL Media. And so oh, expect some write-ups from me along with the rest of the CFL Media crew. Where I'm going to be doing like music videos and traveling. And yeah, just I'm going to be experiencing life. And I'm excited. What do you ex What's the most... Like what's the thing you're excited for the most? Oh, changing my major. I found a great major, major? that'll be converting. I was an accounting major, but I just switched my major and I'll be pursuing this for the next couple years. I'll be transferring to UCF as an entertainment management major. There you go. That's good. I yeah. didn't think about that. Yeah, dude. It's an amazing major. I'm excited. Uh, the course material is great. I reviewed all of it. Uh, I even, like, I have my prerequisites mm -hmm. started already, like non like apart from already looking at it i already had my prerequisites down so it, it feels good mm. i feel comfortable and excited for these next coming years nice and plus we also i turned 21 this month which hey. is nice. yeah my one piece of advice would be to prioritize while also maintaining originality because people come to this I don't know, this realization somewhere down the line, like, I want to be a rapper, and I want to devote my entire life to it. And 100%, like, kudos to you for doing that. But also, you can't abandon your earthly responsibilities just to devote yourself to becoming a rapper. And then secondary to that, like, if you're gonna devote your life to something, like, truly devote it, don't just... Don't just, you know, cap and, like, go halfway. Like, if you're going to be a rapper, go all the way. I don't mean that in the physical sense of getting, like, stupid face tattoos. I mean that in, like, you know, learn how to produce. Like, find a good studio. Like, take an internship, you know? And so, prioritize. And, like, right now, you know, I love music. And that's, that's something that I would, of course, love to pursue. But... My priorities are school. I have a, I have two jobs, you know, so I need to work and get money to pay for my bills. Cause God knows, like these dudes going to my concerts won't pay for my car insurance yet. 
Maybe they will down the line. Who knows? But, you know, my phone's going to shut off if I don't pay the bill. And so I need to work and I need to go to school so that I can get a degree and not suffer from minimum wage jobs or having to like gain my worth within the corporate world and destroy my body along the way. And so just know what you have to do and do it. Making music is so easy. It's not even funny. Like you don't even need talent anymore. The talent comes with their like the talent is not there. There's no talent actually. Forget everything I said. It's like the originality and like the talent comes with being able to like recognize who you are. And so when you're truthful and personal and your art form, whatever it is, whether it's photography, videography, cinematography, or, you know, music, if like, if it's coming from you and from your heart, it will 100% be listened to and appreciated by someone, whether it be your parents, a peer, or some random ass goat farmer in Argentina. And they'll reach out to you and they'll tell you, hey, this, I related to this 100%. I don't know who you are and I'm nowhere near the state where you are in life, but like, I appreciate what you say and it's heard. So before I introduce this band, I actually wanted to say that I haven't met these guys before and they haven't met me. Uh, I heard their music through Carlos, so we know of each other. Um, but this is a fabulous and upcoming group in Central Florida. These guys are going to be on the map someday. So I wanted to give them a proper introduction. So I'm actually going to use their Spotify bio and it's really, really good. So here we go. Closing out our first episode, somewhere in Orlando, Florida, four funky fellas have stayed under the radar for years by time traveling. Now, after finally settled in 2019, they're setting out to show us the music of the future by jumping to the past and beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Office Hours. see you on a Sunday Come and wake me up I wanna see you in the morning The day's just begun I don't need dinner in the moonlight I can't see in the dark I only wanna kiss your sunrise Your coffee lips are just the stars So damn good 
baby one more time I never felt that kind of something Or that kind of high I'm not too good at being patient But I swear I'll try It'd be okay to keep me waiting If only you would stay the night Pink skies never tasted so good So damn good Oh baby, I'll be the sunlight through your window I'll have you feeling like the dawn Oh baby, I'll take my breakfast Thank you for listening to The Power of Four. Let us know what your thoughts are on our podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe. There are still plenty of new updates that will be added to the podcast in the next few weeks. Listen to us next week when we have our next guest, Brian Delgado. Once again, I'm Mark Lopez. And I'm Thomas Ouellette. And this was The Power of Four. You can listen to us on Spotify and on the Apple official podcast.